<laughs> okay, no, but realistically, if uh, if someone was giving head and they died, is it jail time? Is it manslaughter? Yeah, because it, it's accidental. Like I didn't. <laughs> I, I still think someone's... you would get jail time. But it's like you have no control, right? Like if you squish someone's head into a pulp with your thighs, <laughs> ma'am, and they die, they suffocate. I think it's involuntary manslaughter. Wow. Could you imagine going to, to jail? jail because of the power of your pussy? <laughs> <laughs> because you just, you were given the best head of your life. The best head. <laughs> I mean, whoever someone? died went out like a champ. I mean, I don't think Doing anyone the Lord's work. A hundred percent. Would you go to hell? Yes. Would mm. you go to jail? Yes. <laughs> You'd go to a fun part of hell, though. Take that stripper pole all the way down. Like, that deserves penthouse apartment in hell, you know what I mean? That's not lower circle hell. Like, yeah, you killed somebody, and yeah, you Your had punishment sex. is you get to fuck Satan. Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to Chaotically Bookish. <laughs> Um, <laughs> my name's Annabelle. My name's Ashley, and uh, we we both agree that you'd probably go to jail if if you killed someone with the power of your <laughs> with pussy. the power of your pussy. <laughs> anyway, this week, <laughs> with this week, we thought we would do uh, rapid fire reviews of some books that we've both read. We don't usually read the same books. We never read. This the is same like books. a miracle. That's what's so exciting about this, though, is we don't read the same books. The so. common theme is that they're spicy. A hundred percent. It's also great because, like, we're going to have totally different opinions about it, mm-hmm. about all the books. Don't mind me. I'm just eating my banana bread She's over here. She's just eating banana bread. <laughs> so, what are you currently reading? You know what? Finish your banana bread. <laughs> okay. So. I am currently reading, um, fuck. <laughs> Gallant. <how's> <laughs> Gallant. I am reading Gallant. I have 50 pages left in Gallant. And I'm also reading The Wrath and the Dawn, which you gifted me for my birthday. Yeah, I figured you'd really like that one. It's good. Yeah. It's got South Asian vibes. It makes my little South Asian heart happy. <laughs> oh, now that you've said it, now I'm like craving reading that book. Mm-hmm. I'm a big mood reader and I just, I'm, I'm struggling. It's real cute. It's real enemies to lovers. Yeah, 100%. And it's so, it's well done. Because it's like, the whole premise is, is he kills his wives, yeah. right? And she comes in and she's telling him a story that never ends. So mm-hmm. he has to keep her alive it's real cute yep let me see if my library has that excuse me <laughs> it's real cute i really like it what are you reading right now um well i finished gallant and i loved it so much and usually usually i want to put like a romance or something stupid in between big fantasy mm-hmm. or fantasy-esque so i was gonna read maybe someday by colleen hoover because i have that from the library but i also have league of liars from the library and it's kind of like Six of Crows, but not really. League of Liars. Yeah, it's um, it's a new release by Astrid Schultz. Mm-hmm. It's about this kid who lives in a world where magic is considered evil because it hides in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And you can do absolutely anything with this kind of magic. Anything you want, you just ask for it and it'll do it. But it's out of control because you could say, I need a ladder to escape my bedroom. And it'll give you a ladder, but you don't know where the ladder came from. So someone could have been on that ladder and fallen to their death. Oh, shit. So this kid has a resentment because his mother died because of someone's careless use of magic. Okay. And he becomes a lawyer 
in like this big jail that's like that holds people for doing magical crimes, etc. And he ends up meeting these criminals that use this magic and he finds that they have their own reasons and these good reasons. And so they basically make this massive jailbreak. That actually sounds really freaking interesting. Yeah. Like, how, have you, are you in, are you reading it right now? I'm about 10% in. What do you think? I like it. I actually like the writing. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Cause that's usually like when you're about that point in the book, like you don't know much about it no. except like the writing style. I'm like, that can make and break it for me. Here's the thing though. It is a standalone. so i hear mixed reviews about the ending what are your thoughts on standalones i actually wanted to ask you that what do you think the perfect book like the perfect like just okay perfect series perfect like what 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 would be like what would make a book perfect for you like lengthwise for a standalone just in general oh perfect length for any book 450 450 is my golden like 400 to but do you think it should continue on to his series or do you think 450 pages you should be able to completely finish and like tell the most perfect story i think if you're gonna do the basic north american way to tell a story which is start middle end mm-hmm. then yes it, 450 pages be done mm-hmm. but if you're gonna kind of do start conflict conflict you know maybe another conflict end, and like you can kind of keep going or mm-hmm. you don't have an ending i hate it when like a book is supposed to be a series, but that first book has an ending. So it's like, why would I move on to the next book if the first book has an ending? Yeah, I agree. Like, what's the point? It needs to be a cliffhanger or it needs to have some sort of open-ended kind of... Yeah, mm-hmm. like um, Defy the Night by Bridget Kemmerer. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I think I gave it four stars because if she had tacked on maybe an extra hundred pages, it would have been a standalone. Granted, she's known for her plot twists, but um, I just I was just thinking to myself, I was like cool world and everything but you've kind of resolved the issue interesting so now you need a bigger issue oh um not fuck the um inheritance games yeah (laughs) ah no fuck um (laughs) the inheritance games is that a duology or is that a standalone or is it because i thought i'm like is the hawthorne legacy a spin-off trilogy oh it's a trilogy see interesting and you know what i'm not mad about it Oh, did you like the second book? I was going to ask oh, you that. Oh, yeah. Okay. They all have five stars and the final gambit is going to get five stars. It could be the shittiest book alive and it'll get five what stars. What color is it going to be? Red. Ugh. <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of the like the traditional like three colors. I feel like it's always white, black, red. No, this one's blue, green, red. I know, but I hate the red. Get the red out of there. Make it purple. It's a nice red. Mm. i don't think it goes with the other books but like that's my problem i feel like always trilogies like you look at them and they have like these weird ass color schemes like um what's it called gilded wolves first book's green second book's white third book's like an orange why Hmm. makes no sense it's always green blue orange i hate it have you noticed that i have so many trilogies on my shelf that are green, green blue, blue orange orangey red yeah, yeah. Like, hate calm it calm down calm down <laughs> don't go from a cool tone to a warm tone i hate it nah <laughs> nah like a cohesive look i get that you want it to look different yeah but like keep it keep it chill stephanie garber knows how to do it stephanie garber knows what the fuck is up like she oh those colors that she's picking yo the cover of um what is it called a song the ballad, the ballad of never of, after never yeah never after it's like a beautiful lilac it's so pretty and, and like the so, first book was like this dusty it was like a dusty pink, pink like a yeah. baby dusty pink 
beautiful. It was so pretty. <laughs> I'm just, and like, you know what I like about, like she writes trilogies or maybe this is a duology. I don't know yet, but like you look at the Caraval trilogy, mm-hmm. they're all black or dark, dark books, mm-hmm. but they just have a, something like a pop of color on mm-hmm. them to really make it clear that they're different. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. She does it. She does it the same with, with the, the spinoff series. It's like pastel. Yeah. They're black book with a little bit of pastel yeah. on it with, that are different colors. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. There's cohesion there. You don't need fire truck red. <laughs> Relax. I'm so sick and tired of fire truck red. Relax. That's like the Schwab's thing. It is. Yeah. Every one of her books is just. Ugh. There's a bright splash of crimson. It's so red. I appreciate though that all of her books are kind of like, even though they're not the same series, are kind of cohesive though. Yes. Except because, like, for sizes, apparently. Yeah. God, don't get me into that. <laughs> Size matters, Miss Schwab. <laughs> all right i actually wanted to talk to you about some like book talk drama (laughs) okay i love for the drama okay so there's this debate that was going okay no no no. so it started off with this one tiktok of this girl reviewing a book and she said that she didn't like it she finished it she didn't like it and that she was gonna return it now, this apparently started a forest fire on Book Talk, where someone started accusing her of that is essentially stealing. If you read a book and return it, that you're essentially stealing from the author. And <laughs> my brain hurts. Uh, um, mm, I don't think it's stealing from the author. It's not stealing, period. There is a 30-day return policy at 100%. all stores. If you can read the book in 30 days and return it and it didn't get damaged, guess what? Yeah, because like you don't like when you've read a book, though, like 100 percent return it if you've got the time, like Mm -hmm. go off, do your thing. But you're returning a book that you fully read. And when people go to a bookstore, they're looking to buy a brand new book. But now this is like a, you know, new slash used book. So like if it's like if the spine has been stretched or broken, well, then they won't return it. But people do no they won't accept it i'm i'm really yeah like i've i've um i've seen questionable books in the bookstore they won't put them back on the shelves i believe so if they're like very obviously damaged oh because i see books in in indigo all the time and i'm like my guy (laughs) please (laughs) i i think it's bullshit i think it's calling someone a, a thief because they they followed a policy like that's I don't get that argument like they're like it's stealing and then a bunch of indie authors got on this and they were like yeah it's stealing we need to pay every time you return one of our books did you know that and I'm like that's not my problem (laughs) like since when is your finances my responsibility you took that choice. You took that, you made that decision going into self-publishing. You knew the risks. Well, here are your consequences. <laughs> I think it's just like, it's so. I don't get why everyone has to make such a big deal about everything. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like if someone wants to return a fucking book, let them return the fucking book. It's not your business. No, it is not your business. What anyone does like mind yours. Yeah. Period. Like, I don't personally, I don't think I've ever returned a book I have fully read. No, I haven't either. Just because I'm too lazy. (laughs) I have a book I have to return. 
And it's literally coming up. Like, I think I'm three days away from the expiry. <laughs> I just, I like, I don't return things in general. I'm like, I'm Amazing. the kind of person who's like, I bought a shirt and it like doesn't fit nicely. I'm like, uh, guess it's mine now. <laughs> guess it's mine forever. <laughs> but like, what's the difference? Like, if I don't understand why people think that's thieving. I'm like, okay, if you buy clothing and you can't try it on in the store and you go home and you put it on mm-hmm. and then you return it, you're not a thief. <laughs> You're not a thief. You're not a thief. Like, I I don't get that. Thieving is when you take something that does not belong to you. Yeah. So that's like the equivalent of like pirating a book. Yeah. That's stealing. Yes. If you go on a website and get a free book that's not a library book. Yeah. And you download it and you don't have permission to own that. Yeah. That's stealing. Do I condone that? Oh God. It's a nuanced co- topic. I think it's a nuanced topic. Not everyone has access to every single book. Not everyone's library is fully stocked. We're lucky. We live in a big city and we have literally all new releases are available to us constantly. But some people who live in like rural towns, some people who can't afford buying books all the time. Like I think a lot of people on Bookstagram or in bookish spaces really forget that like having big libraries and having those Billy bookcases and having all these books and having access to all these books is a huge fucking privilege. Massive privilege. <laughs> so do I think you should go out and steal books? No, because that's a crime. <laughs> but do I like hate people who do it? No. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> and if you return a book, you're well within your rights to do so. It's a book that you purchased with your money and you own it now and if you don't want it anymore you give it back and they give you your money back there is no thieving there is no stealing in that situation end of story literally end of sentence saying uh, stealing from authors that no do do publishers keep track of how many books are returned yes can it be a problem for an author yes but, but that's, that's the not ri- your problem. No, and and again, like that's just the business that you're in. That is the that is the business that you chose, and those are the risks and rewards of that business. Publishing as it's as a business is cutthroat. It is. Do hard. we think that that's good? Do we think that authors should have to pay like self-published authors like they have to pay for any time someone returns? No, I think that's, that's stupid. bullshit. But that's not the reader's problem. That's no. the industry's problem. Mm-hmm. And putting that on a reader is really fucking stupid. So stupid. Yeah, especially since, again, the spaces that we're in, most of the readers in those spaces are younger. Mm-hmm. They're teenagers or they're like in their early 20s or whatever. And it's just like, we're not fucking bawling. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not Jeff Bezos's kid. Like, come on. Annabelle and I aren't on a book buying ban by choice. No. <laughs> if I... <laughs> We would be going into Indigo and we would be buying out that store. That is my dream, by the way. Oh, God. You know what I was currently thinking about today? <laughs> this is off topic. Um, I was thinking about how I really want a Dyson Airwrap. Oh, my God. But they're $800. Wait, no, really? $700, so $800. $700, $800 Canadian. Canadian. Fuck me. But like, if you get it on sale during the Sephora sale, it's 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking to myself, like, my birthday's a few months away. My family never buys me anything. They just give me, like, cash. And I was like, what if I just compiled all that cash and bought myself a Dyson Airwrap? That's exciting. And then I was like, but. Or 
an $800 bookish shopping spree. <laughs> oh my God. That like literally that's my dream. I did that last year where yeah. I, I was like, you know what? You have $500 go ham. Yeah. I did that on my birthday last year. I got year. a bonus and I was just like, here, just yep. fucking chill. Like go. It's money you wouldn't have had anyway. Exactly. You know I mean? It's bonus money. <laughs> that's why like the, the box that came to my door after my birthday when like indigo gives you that percentage off and then i had like all this all these gift cards was huge and 30 pounds oh my god that's not god. an exaggeration it took so much it's a wet dream <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> yeah so that's i think that's our conclusion is that you mind know, your business mind your fucking business <laughs> All right, let's go into our current, our, our latest Rapid. reads. Wrap it up. <laughs> our wrap up. We read four, four books. Four books that are the same. That are the same. So far in like the last like two months. Okay, let's, let's start off with, I think we, st- we mentioned this in a previous podcast that we were going <laughs> to buddy read Electric Idol. <laughs> and we did. And we did. And we had differing opinions. We did. I, guys, this is. This is new. This is a <laughs> never happened before. We're the same person. Yeah. But I rated a spicy book fucking five stars. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> she sends me a message in all caps. Five stars? <laughs> I was fucking shook. Because we're both very, like, careful. Yes. Not careful. We're just, I don't know. Like, we keep our five stars to ourselves. We keep them to our chest. You know what I mean? We hold them close. Hold them close unzip my chest stick it in my heart zip myself back up (laughs) so like you gave that book five stars and i was like what the fuck yeah and you gave it three and a half which is like a really low rating for you four oh you did no it was three and a half yeah yep she gave it a low rating i've given like all of her books 3.5 stars i think even neon gods i think neon gods was four for undisclosed reasons (laughs) see that's the complete opposite i hated neon gods yeah but we're, we're both like when we read Katie Robert, we're both after different different things. things. You want the you want the slut, Hori. <laughs> you want to be I when I when I pick, you want to be sweating more than a sinner in church. <laughs> I want to burn when I walk by a church. Like when I pick up a Katie Robert book, it's for the same reason I pick up a Colleen Hoover book. I need something fast, fast. And honestly, when I pick up a Katie Robert book, I'm looking for something fun because yeah. I know there's no plot involved. Like it's not, it's not worth it. I'm but just, there was plot. Yeah. And I think, I think the reason I didn't rate it as highly as you did is just because it wasn't what I was expecting and mm. it wasn't what I was looking for at the time. Mm. Go on, know. go I, into detail. The sex was fine. The smut was fine. It was good. It's always dirty. It's always great. It wasn't very dirty though. No. Like it was so vanilla. Like I don't think they even. It was just rough sex is all it was. It wasn't even rough. She mentions it like she wants it rough. rougher. Like, and I think there's that one involved. scene with mirrors. Yeah. But that's it. It's just sex. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sex. Um, And that's not the problem I had. And I liked Psyche. And I, I loved all the characters. Like, I thought it the was great. The ending kind of, I know I gave it five stars. Like, in hindsight, I'm like, mm, maybe four and a half, maybe four. Yeah. But I'm like, the ending was a little, like, movie. Like, Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, all of her books tend to be kind of insta-lovey. Mm-hmm. But this was because it wasn't smut-focused and it was kind of plot-focused. It just felt too in my face that it was insta-love. Yeah, I, I like at the end of it, I was just like, oh my God, this is only like a week. Yeah, it's only been a few days. <laughs> and you guys are like in love. In love. And you like will die for each other. 
So I just, I don't know. I don't so you know. didn't like it? I just didn't like it. I thought it was fun-ish. Not as fun as like Neon Gods or any of her other books, I don't think. But It was a plus-size woman being the oh, object yeah. of a man's desire. And it was beautiful. Powerful is it, it was. was. It was so wonderful. And I loved Psyche. And She's a Eros bad bitch. was such a fucking simp. simp. He is such a simp. Like, so good. Like, I think Katie Roberts describes it in the books is that, like, he's like a feral cat who followed home the first person that showed him kindness. kindness. Broke my fucking heart, though. Uh-huh. I felt so sad. He's so... Like, that, that was my... I'm like, I am a sucker for big old simp boy. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It was, it was the first time I had ever read a book where... There was a plus size main character Mm -hmm. and she was described as like sexy and hot. And he was like so into her. And I'm like, oh, wow. Huh. She just representation really matters. (laughs) Katie Robert just does it so well Mm -hmm. with everything that she approaches. She she does the research. Yeah. And she didn't do the whole like. Like she didn't do the whole like she's curvy. She's her hips and her breasts. Like, no, 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 no. It was like her stomach and yeah. stretch marks and i was like oh psyche literally says a line where she says like i think she says the word fat and and eros reacts mm-hmm. and she's like it's not a bad word no and it was just like i don't know like she was so woke yeah psyche and so like confident in I her really body and there herself was a, yeah there was a scene where she like i think she's like staying at his place and he's just and she's like oh i need my clothes and he's just like well we'll go get you like we'll go yeah. buy you new clothes and she's like that's not how it works yeah you can't just go and buy me anything no like, like clothes don't really work for plus size women most of the time we have to find like the specific perfect thing that like just happens to work for us mm-hmm. and i'm like there were so many like call outs to like the struggles that bigger women go through and i just i loved it <laughs> i just loved it <laughs> but this uh, like i will say this i i expected more smut so did i there were just like three sex scenes. I think that was it, like three or four. You know, I reread all the smut scenes in Neon Gods a couple nights ago. <laughs> she got high. I got and- high. <laughs> in case you guys know nothing about Vancouver, you know how LA has a big cloud of smog? Well, Vancouver has one too, but it's just weed. It's just a cloud of weed. It. 420, blaze it. Anyways, <laughs> so for whatever reason, my brain was like, you know what you need to do? <laughs> Reread all the smutty scenes. And like, I bookmarked them all. <laughs> of course you did. Of Classy. course you did. Did you annotate them? Did you write, oh my God, I really loved this one. <laughs> Highlight it. But like, there were at least eight, I'm going to say, at least. Yeah. And so like, yeah, Electric Out only had three. Yeah. It was a bummer. A little bit. Because I went into it wanting to read just smut. Well, it's Katie Roberts. You expect... Something, we spent something. a good half an hour being like what's the kink what's there the was kink? no kink there was no kink it was just which is really strange to me because i did mention it earlier where i was just like oh like the myth yeah. of eros and psyche literally has a kink built into it yeah is that she can't look at him and i'm like why didn't you put that in there put a blindfold on that bitch put a blindfold on that bitch you know from neon gods that eros is a kinky bastard yeah where was it <laughs> yeah yeah he's like oh i have to be gentle with her and she's like fuck the shit out of me (laughs) he's like no but he's like no i love you so much i have to be gentle with you and i'm like bro (laughs) bro she's asking you to rail her (laughs) 
Just do it. Pull yourself together. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> but, you know, the, okay, no, I, I think now in hindsight, I'm like, I look at that five star review, the review, and I was just like, okay, no, I definitely was just, I was just so happy yeah. to read a book about a plus size woman, and I fucking love Arrow so much. That's why I say, like, when I read books, I try to, if it warrants it, give it a review that's um, one review for like kind of like my emotional or personal rating. And then like critically, what would I give it? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like so many books, I'm like this emotionally made me feel so great or whatever. And I I close the book feeling so happy. So it gets five stars. But critically, bro, it sucks. (laughs) I know. I think I just got really wrapped up in it. I'm like, now I think if I look back on it, I think I'd give it a four stars. Even like, again, it wouldn't be three and a half. I think it would be four stars. I just, I really like the writing. And weirdly enough, I was like interested in the plot. Yeah. This book had a plot because most of Katie Robert books are, um, they're, they're smut with a hint of plot. Mm -hmm. There's like a plot going on, but it ain't the point. The point is this woman getting dicked down on a stage. (laughs) (laughs) In front of a crowd of people. We're here for the show guys. We're here for the show. So, um, this was a plot. The smut was secondary. It was a romance with some smut in it. It wasn't smut with a hint of plot. No, there was a full on plot. And I think the plot at the end, was just a little, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know how to explain it. It kind of reminded me of a Bollywood movie. <laughs> it was just so like theatrical. Theatrical, fade to black. Here's the happy ending. Yeah. I really liked the happy ending though. I really loved the happy ending. I think, I think my issue was that because it wasn't just smut and because it had a plot, I felt like it was just too easy. Like everything was too easy. It was just like, I don't know I what, loved it. I don't know. I just needed that sweet, happy cupcake mm. ending yeah and i normally hate it i usually love like really sad endings where like <laughs> someone dies oh god <laughs> but i liked it i liked it a lot i tend to get peer pressured like mm-hmm. I, I feel pressure sometimes and like i was looking at this book because for whatever reason when we chose to read electric idol it was mm-hmm. all over bookstagram oh was it yeah it was all over my, my page my explore page and everything and um so i looked up before i rated it i like looked up what other people said everyone's giving it five stars four stars and I was like, what, like what, what, I don't know. I don't know what it is about this book that I didn't fully like because the representation was wonderful and the love was so cute. And Eros was a simp and Psyche was a bad bitch. And Aphrodite and was, was a cunt. Act- act- but like, this was my thing. Psyche was actually a bad bitch. Yeah, she was. She Smart. wasn't like, you know, she wasn't like, we'll get into another book later yeah. that we read together. But I'm like, she was actually a bad bitch. She said things and she got shit done. Yep. It wasn't, she talked a big game. No, nah, she, that bitch had a plan. Yeah. Always. And Eros was just there like running along like a puppy. Sure. <laughs> so cute. A little baby. Little baby. Little baby Eros. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our final ratings, I'm going to say my final rating for this book is four stars. I'm going to say mine is like 3.75. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I knocked it up 25%. Uh, <laughs> You're like, it's going back down to 3.5. <laughs> we're going we're to put between 3.5 and 3.75. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was. All right. Our next book that we read, um, let's go to the love hypothesis. Sure. What did you think of good old daddy Adam? <laughs> Yo, I started the love hypothesis and I was like, quite in love with it and i don't really like get into rom-coms mm-hmm. but i was like damn this this has potential to be like a five-star rom-com like i was enjoying it mm-hmm. and then all of got a little questionable for me 
I just like because she's so smart. You were mad. I was. I was a little angry because like she makes the conflict enters and she makes a point about saying something that a hundred percent would have solved her problem, but she doesn't realize it would solve her problem. But it's pretty blatant. And I was like, baby girl, you got you got a PhD. <laughs> Are you soon to have you're a PhD? Gonna, you're about to have a PhD. Like you dumb, you dumb. Because it was the first thing I thought. And then we were talking. We we're like, is it just because we have trust issues and like we we can spot a solution a mile away? Like I don't yeah, know. Because it's just like I, on principle, don't trust men. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> to the point where your boyfriend thought I was a full on lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> like that scene. Where she goes back into the conference room. I'm not spoiling. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I would never no. have gone back in that room no. alone. Even if it was empty. No. I would never have done that. I would have asked a friend to come with me. I would yep. have asked anyone else to come in with me. Like Olive is oddly trusting. Super trusting. And I think that was my issue with her. Is I was like, I love that for you. I don't know a single means, woman who would do something no. like that. Like, I love that for you because that means that you're having a good time. But That means nothing bad has ever happened to you. But look how I'm easy happy. it is for someone to now take advantage of Olive. Mm-hmm. Sweet little Olive. I think my other issue, though... It was Adam. Wasn't Adam... Mine was for sure Adam because I was just like, how he actually has the PhD and it's like, dude, how do you not pick up the sus vibes? Yeah, how do you? Yeah, how do you not see this conflict? Ah, the second that that guy was introduced, Mm -hmm. that the conflict is introduced. No, before the conflict is introduced, this one person is introduced, and you know, like they seem like a nice person, but like I knew, I was like, you're a sussy boy. He was blonde. I immediately knew. Nah, he just, it was the confidence he, he just exuded. I was like, no, no, no. You strike me as a Chad. You strike me as a Kyle. (laughs) Sit down, Kyle. Step the fuck up, Kyle. (laughs) I think my other issue also comes back to Adam and Olive and how they're both very smart individuals, but they just believe that the other person was not into them. That was my mo that was the that was the part that pissed me off the most. It's like miscommunication, but there what couldn't have been because there was no communication. It wasn't the miscommunication trope. It was literally like they were just dumb. They're just dumb. They're like, oh yeah, I'm so in love with you, but like you can't know because you don't love me, but they do. And it's like, how can you open your fucking eyeballs? <laughs> Wake up and smell the fucking daisies. I will say though, like as an anxious person, I get it because I would never want to assume like when, when Nick. Also, was, you're pretty fucking oblivious. I am. My mom's like, do you see those guys checking you out? And I'm like, who? Like what? When? <laughs> Nick does. Nick says it too. He's like, do you not see that? And I was like, see what? You know, like when we were at that sex shop together and that girl totally full on hit on you <laughs> when you were buying a vibrator. <laughs> couldn't even look her in the eye (laughs) and you walk out and you're like she was pretty she's like she would be my type and i'm like she full-on i fucked you (laughs) and i missed it it was like the first time that like consciously someone else was there to notice a woman flirt with me and i missed it just gone now she's gone it's gone i mean anyway i feel like every episode nick's just fighting for his life with your bisexuality (laughs) nick flirted with me for over six months and i didn't know (laughs) hey i'm pretty oblivious too linia was in love with me for years and we all fucking knew it (laughs) hear that linia we all knew we knew (laughs) and and then i was like yeah i'm dating linia and you're like yeah 
<laughs> I like, yeah, I would fucking hope so. I was like, you guys are too sus to not just to, just be best friends. Y'all were sus. It was ridiculous. I was like, there's no fucking way. Like, I have best friends, but not like that. Not like that. <laughs> not like that. Not when you look at each other and the sun rises and sets at your feet. You like, you know, when you're trying to mind your business, but two of your friends are looking at each other like they want to fuck each other, and you just have to pretend like that's not happening. <laughs> anyway so like yeah we get we get it as, yeah. as anxious like we get people. we get being oblivious yeah but like as an anxious person like i would i would never like walk up to nick and be like hey i'm into you i like you and you know because i'd be too anxious which i was he had to come to me and then i fucked it up and he almost left so it's good what oh i don't did i never tell you the story no so we would like snapchat all the time because you know back in the day that was the shit and we were just we were just snapchatting and so when i get the notification and i clicked it it took me to like the chat because instead of a picture, he had sent me this huge paragraph, but I assumed that it was an accident on my part. So I swiped away <gasps> and Snapchat. The whole point is that it's temporary. So when I swiped back, the paragraph was gone. Actually. So, so I had to message him and be like, I don't know what you sent, but I missed it. Can you send it again? Can you just text it to me? Because I, it's Snapchat, I got, it's gone. I can't see it. And obviously in his head, he's like, this bitch is just looking for a way to let me down. Like, I shouldn't, I should just say it was nothing. Ashley. I got very lucky though, because he like, did he send it? it? Yeah, he texted me. Was it cute? Yeah, it was cute. Oh. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. But that's how oblivious I am. I'm fucking dumb. <laughs> so I get it. I get all of, I get it. But still, my God, it's just hard. It's always hard when you're in the character's head and you know that they're into each other. But they won't, they won't just communicate. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cause it's just like, it, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't subtle. No. Like, like all of openly giving her like <sighs> longing gazes. Olive, why would this man pretend to date you? Yeah. Why would this PhD? He doesn't have much to gain. He's, he's, he's literally like peak. <laughs> yeah. He's literally a fucking scientist he's kissing you he's looking at you longingly he's doing all this crazy stuff with you he's letting you stay in his hotel room like baby he's a little into you he's a lot into you even after they 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 even after that smutty chapter yeah (laughs) she's like anyways full on that was a chapter and a half of sex and like descriptive sex and it was like loving him worshiping her body like like giving her head and wanting yeah. to give her head yeah. and like, and taking the time with her because yep. it had been so long. And, and the words he said, the words that came out of that filthy mouth. And yet the next day or whatever, she's still like sayonara. Like we're- if a man said that to me, I would marry him the yep. next day. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's go to Vegas. Wow. Anyway. Yeah, I would say like I really enjoyed the book because I I read it yeah. really quickly and I was just like, oh yeah, that was a cute like rom com and like I usually don't like romantic books, and I liked it so I gave it a decent rook. But I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, again, like in hindsight, I'm like that was a really frustrating book to read. It was cute, but I don't think I'd reread it. No, because it's just I was a little frustrated in certain parts. But like I get like you have to put your your yourself in the characters' shoes. But, yeah, like, Olive, sweetie olive honey even adam you have you have a doctorate and you really thought (laughs) (laughs) well that's what i was thinking and i'm like you guys are both incredibly intelligent people but i guess the argument is that they're introverted people 
Do you know what I mean? The best friend was like very obviously being like, hey, guys. Yeah. She literally got told someone had to tell her. Yeah. That she had feelings. Yeah. For Adam. Yeah. Baby. Girly. You're trying to solve cancer right now. And you're (laughs) doing it good. That's what she's trying to do. And you're doing it good. But. But. Let's not forget also, this is Raylo fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, this is 100% Ray and Kylo fan fiction. His name is Adam Carlson. Carl. Car. Adam Driver. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> I just, I don't know how they got Olive from Ray, though. Daisy Ridley? Daisy Ridley. Olive. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, I hope her name would be like Rose or something. Yeah, like some sort of flower. But then maybe it's too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> all right final final rating four stars four stars yeah yeah okay moving on <laughs> next one i read this recently this is like fresh in my brain king of battle and blood by scarlet sinclair so it's like one of the first books i read this last, year this year so yeah was this uh, your one read of february no it was a january read oh, my okay. one read of february was verity <laughs> <laughs> random book to read in random february. book to read in february ah the month of love <laughs> um i it was one of my most anticipated releases you were like chomping at the bit to read that book well because (laughs) vampire books are few and far between these days so when someone publishes one yeah i am on that shit (laughs) i am on it Mm -hmm. i don't care if it's shitty i am there i am reading it Mm -hmm. i am immersed thank you for coming to my ted talk (laughs) (laughs) bring back vampire books (laughs) take us back to 2012 Honestly, I want to get on Wattpad and read like a crappy vampire novel so fucking badly. It's not even funny. Okay. Here are my thoughts. Go off. (laughs) I liked the vampire part. Yeah. I liked the... I don't want to spoil it. Don't spoil it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I liked that it was a play off like Dracula. Yeah. Um, And like love lost and things like that i hated the main character with a fucking passion and i think i find that as a commonality with with scarlet Scarlet st clair she writes bimbos she fucking does (laughs) but not even good bimbos because i love me a good bimbo (laughs) bimbos for the win but like she she writes these characters that are powerful and strong and like look at how much and and like the main guy is just like fucking chomping at the bit for them and i'm just like why (laughs) please explain to me why this girl is insane yeah she's infuriating i don't you know what's funny about scarlet st Clair novels is i don't they don't leave a lasting impression for me no so it's been like what four months now three months now since i've read it Mm -hmm. what i remember being well you know how we talked about how it's plot twists are just so easy to predict yeah that one was so obvious yes like i think the foreshadowing could have been done way better than it was because the Talk second insta love yeah the second they introduce anything like yeah. even as the slightest hint the first hint i was like yep yeah, that's that's where it's going yeah new from the start yeah new from the start yeah but that's not the thing that pissed me off i was like yeah it's predictable but i'm mm-hmm. like i don't like yeah sure of course it's predictable i don't see how she couldn't have made it predictable yeah my problem was <laughs> it is so obvious that she used to write fan fiction mm. and nothing has changed. 
Mm -mm. she just writes fan fiction but it's not published yeah like that's that's my my big issue like talk about like my green orbs looked at him and i put my hair in a messy bun like that's literally the way she writes i feel like she's trying to write a romance with smut but it ends up kind of just being smut with like a struggling plot i don't even think she writes smut well i don't either like genuinely it was just okay (laughs) i actually i did enjoy the book Mm -hmm. but it sounds like i'm gonna rag on it but she writes such misogynistic plot lines if there's a girl another girl character they have to be fighting for the man's attention there has to be jealous ex-girlfriends there has to be like there's never a character there's nothing like i think there's one other female character but she's a lesbian so she's not a threat (laughs) like that's so upsetting to read where like women are just pitted against each other constantly and that's why i feel like i'm like yeah this is like fan fiction like that's Mm -hmm. i remember reading this in fan fiction all the time there could never be two female characters who the main guy could find attractive yeah and not make them like completely unlikable such a major theme in her writing and she also writes smut very male gazy yes yeah it's not good smut no but you read it because it's smutty <laughs> yeah, you read it because it's smutty and you're like ooh, a vampire 100 <laughs> percent. i picked it up knowing damn well that it wasn't gonna be mind-blowing but i was like i need something shitty i need a vampire novel i, I don't care fangs. If i need blood i don't care if it's like the worst book ever written just give me a vampire novel <laughs> yeah. i don't care so like i liked it like i had fun reading it mm-hmm. critically not great no not that, for us that's literally what i like i was just like i want to read a vampire novel and yeah. i know ashley said she kind of she kind of liked it so yeah. i was like i'm gonna pick it up and i'll read it and i did like it i enjoyed it for the vampire stuff oh, yeah i loved the vampires i oh, loved the gothic castle yeah. and i loved the like oh god brooding tall creepy terrifying man i'm obsessed with it all <laughs> <laughs> but the storyline was so upsetting to read the smut was dismal <laughs> it just it had it had so much potential yeah but it just fell so flat i agree for me yeah final score i think i said three and a half i can't remember now but i think it was like i'm gonna say 3.75 yeah i'm gonna say because i can't remember might have no. been somewhere between 3.5 and 4 because i fucking i had fun <laughs> i had fun <laughs> what was the last book that we were going to talk about the, the the last book that we had read other than this woman kingdom which we, we've talked about we've been taught we've talked about it um is verity <laughs> colleen hoover's verity wow <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't have words for that book it still haunts me it's a hard book to review yeah it's just a hard book to review i can't like this i tried to make a tiktok mm-hmm. reviewing it and i was like what am I even saying? <laughs> hey, there's some pretty dark shit that happens. Because here's what here's what makes the book special. Here's the reason everyone worships that book. It is what it does to you when you finish it. Mm-hmm. Period. The characters are a little, you know, flat. Flat. But as because their story, they're literally like story. They they progress this because they're witnessing the story. Yeah, you have a character which is Verity who is so insane and out of the ballpark so of course the other characters are going to fall flat Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day the way that this book works it's when you close it you think you think and you don't stop thinking no and that is why that book is so popular and why it has so much hype 
I I still don't. I can't stop talk, no. thinking about it. I made the mistake of of giving it a soundtrack. So now when I listen to certain songs, it immediately takes me back to that really dark fucking book. See, I don't make those choices. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I definitely think you should check trigger warnings before reading it. Please check the trigger warnings. <laughs> like I'll I'll say off the top right now, um like murder, violence, death of children, murder of children. Those are some big ones. Um abortion. Abortion. But do you cuz there's more. There is a fucking long there's list. There's a lot of fat phobia in it. Do your research yeah. on the trigger warning so you know what to expect when you go into it. Yeah. Try to go into it as blind as possible. Like, I wouldn't even read the back, honestly. That's what makes it fun. Yeah, don't read the back. Don't even read the back. I didn't. Go. I didn't either. Yeah. Go into it blind. Read the trigger warnings. Read the trigger warnings. It is very dark. I am usually, me and Ashley both are not yeah. people that usually get triggered by books. No. But I had to put that book down, like, like multiple we, times. We watch some sketchy-ass horror movies. Oh, yeah. And worship them. But Stab Daddy book, for Life. Yeah, we scream. The movie franchise scream. Yeah, we worship at its altar. Yeah. <laughs> what if you and I end up turning into like real life versions of the um, of the killers in Scream Five because we get so upset about Scream Six? <laughs> oh my God, we're the new character. We're the, we're the new killers because we get angry about. It starts off with us on the podcast. Oh my God, just talking about Scream. <laughs> oh no, we left a breadcrumb trail. There you go. <laughs> Anyway. No, yeah, we we love like horror. We yeah. read, like all kinds of gory, gross, nasty shit. Like I'm fine, but yeah. I had to put this book down. It's just so dark. It's very shocking. Written well. Just I don't know. Haunts you that book. It yeah. just haunts you. Yeah, that that book that that's a perfect word for it. It's haunting. Mm-hmm. It's addicting. It's yes. like <laughs> I could not put that book down. I love how it progresses. Yeah. I love how the characters progress mm-hmm. because Verity, you know, is a little nuts from the start. Mm-hmm. But like Lowen and Jeremy, your, your love interest, as fuck. they start pretty normal. And as the book progresses, they get a little more unhinged. And that is so much fun to watch unfold. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, she just did it so well. Mm-hmm. It's just, ah, it deserves the hype it gets for what it does to you. Because we read this months ago and yeah. we're sitting on it still. Mm-hmm. We're like, Jesus Christ. I think about it sometimes and I literally go, oh my God, what the fuck did I just yeah. read? Like if I reread it, I think I'd still be as shocked the second time. Yeah. It's, whew. And that question at the end, you know, like, yeah. what do you believe? What do you believe? I think there's very one, there's one very yeah, clear there's answer. Really one clear answer. But the fact that it kind of makes you think, what if it isn't? Yeah. What if? Like there's just that what if yeah always gonna which be. is really good it's so satisfying yeah. um it really reminded me of Daphne Du Maurier's Rebecca and I loved that it was this haunting just like you go into another world kind of feeling <laughs> and it was it was amazing so I definitely would rate it like four four point five stars like it was amazing I think I gave it four point five stars too yeah I don't think I gave it five. I think the ending for me kind of lost a little yeah. bit i felt like the ending was a little bit of a cop out that question it just felt like a second thought yeah if that makes sense that's all yeah that was that was for me i'm like the the question didn't make as much sense because there wasn't enough like um substance there substance there or breadcrumbs yeah to make it more believable but overall it was super addicting it was it was it, a fucking wild ride it deserves ride. the hype it gets because it's hyped it's hyped but i'd argue it deserves what it gets i think so too yeah final rating 4.5. Yeah, 4.5. Same. Is that everything? 
I think that is everything. All right. <laughs> and now we'll never read the same books again. <laughs> I, yeah. We talked about trying to like do a buddy read like once a month or once every two months or something. <laughs> we just, we're, we're mood readers. We're mood readers. Like if you looked at me right now and you were like, okay, let's read, let's both read like, uh, we Poppy free the stars. Or we free the stars. Yeah. yeah. Like what if we just read that right now? I, I couldn't do it. No, I can't force myself to pick <laughs> up a book. We just happened to be in the same place at the same time when we said, let's read Electric Idol. Except I feel like we could do that for smutty books. I feel like we could too. Maybe Something we should easy. do that. Maybe that should be like a once a month thing. We read a fucking disgusting. Something thing. nasty. <laughs> I want to read one of those books. Like, I don't know if you scroll through Goodreads, but sometimes just to pass the time I do because it's fun. <laughs> Everyone's reading these like books that just have like a naked man on the front. <laughs> Can we read one of those? A bodice ripper? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> I bet you that's filthy. We should read the Bridgerton books. Oh my God. I'm actually going to read the second book in the bridge. I never read the first one, but I'm like, I oof, season two of Bridgerton has me by the dick and balls. <laughs> it is everything. My little South Asian heart. <laughs> Canthony, everything. Enemies to lovers, everything. Longing, everything. Sexual <laughs> tension, everything. I need to read that book. Oh my God. And I hear it's very different really? from the show. Oh. So I'm interested to read it and I'm very excited. So maybe we should, maybe we should start reading one of those. They are bodice rippers. They are fucking spicy. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I'd hate them. Yeah, I know. Because like I'm watching the TV show. Like I just told Annabelle this, I'm watching the TV show and it is not something I would ever watch for myself. It's just not up my alley. Ashley's not a big period drama person. I'm not a big person. period drama person. I, again, I think it just goes back to like the fact that it, period dramas were shoved up my ass in school and like books. And They're everything. also very slow and your ADHD can't handle it. I can't that. handle it. I can't, I can't even watch a 20 minute TV show. <laughs> I pause my movies over and I watch a movie over not the span a lot of like six of, uh, days. Heroin's getting dicked down in no. period dramas. So what's the point? <laughs> Anyways, but I'm like addicted to it and I hate that I am because I don't actually care. It's wild. I hated season one of Bridgerton. I really hated it because of <laughs> some things that happened. Yeah. Some but also, I don't feel happens. like the actors had chemistry. I no. felt like the plot lines, like other than the main plot line, I didn't really give a shit. Yeah. I don't give a shit about anyone else. I can say the same thing about season two. I do not give, give a, shit a shit about shit. any yeah. other plot they're line. Just except su- there's just support and they barely the do that. main <laughs> plot line, which is everything. You want to hear something sad? Yeah. I think I can only list on like one hand the amount of movies i can watch straight through without moving go for it uh scream one scream four scream five the scooby-doo movie (laughs) and the devil wears prada and that's it oh my god (laughs) mine is topping the list though is scooby-doo movie (laughs) mine is the 2005 pride and prejudice harry potter and the prisoner mask um fuck shrek 2 <gasps> shrek fucking 2 <laughs> yo when the fairy godmother does her thing fuck shrek 2 is a god tier movie it deserves all the love that it gets like i don't give a like it deserved an oscar <laughs> you know what scrapping scream 4 i'm throwing shrek 2 into that Thank hell you. yeah shrek 2 <laughs> shrek 2 baby and oh no i can't that like encanto Oh, Encanto, yes. Encanto is so beautiful. I love that movie. Uh, and then the songs get stuck in my head. So those are my four movies. Nice. Oh, and Shang-Chi. Classic. Real random. So good, though. <laughs> I love Shang-Chi. I love that that soundtrack I have on loop. You know what's wild? I can watch 
just about any Marvel movie from start to finish, no matter how long. And I won't have to pause once. Except Iron Man. Except Iron Man. Thor Dark World. Oh, fuck. The Dark Poo. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's mostly it, though. I cannot watch a single Iron Man movie. The first one I can get through, but every other Iron Man movie kill me. I've only seen them once, I think. Once or twice. Twice, I think. I've seen them Captain America movies? Sign me up. (laughs) Spider-Man movies? America's ass? Sign me up. Oh, yeah. Ant-Man? Fuck me up. up. Fuck me up, Paul Rudd. Fuck me up, Paul Rudd. (laughs) God. Anyways. (laughs) You know what's embarrassing? Um, And I don't know why I have to share this with the world. I can quote the entire Scooby-Doo movie. The entire movie? Every line... (laughs) Every character, every song, I can repeat it to you. Me and my fiance have this game where we like, we literally go through movies that we've watched multiple times and we try and quote every single thing. We, we made it through all four Harry Potter movies. Oh my God. We do this before night and we're like delirious. (laughs) Hey Potter, Potter, is it true that you fainted? Oh my God. I mean, you actually fainted. Shove off Malfoy. <laughs> How did he find out? Just leave it. I can keep going. See, yours is classy. <laughs> Mine's like, what do you care? You drink out of the toilet. <laughs> so do you. Like, <laughs> huh. oh, Matthew Lillard. Anyway, I love him. I love him so much. <laughs> He's also a fellow D&D nerd. So that just ups my respect for that man. <laughs> I'm Mary Jane. Like, that is my favorite name. <laughs> I love how you can just you just keep going. The whole movie. Start to finish, and I mean that. Do you want to know? I don't know why I'm sharing this with you. <laughs> when I was eight, uh, the Scooby-Doo movie came out. Hell yeah. And Dairy Queen had a Scooby-Doo mystery machine. Oh, Blizzard. no. Your girl ate it. Oh, no. And she shat green. Oh, no. And I thought I had cancer. (laughs) (laughs) I went into my room and I cried for like hours. Wait. (laughs) I cried for hours. (laughs) And and when my mom came and found me, I said, Scooby-Doo gave me cancer. (laughs) And that's my my fun fact of the day. Oh my god, I loved Scooby-Doo. So as a kid. I automatic I always anytime Scooby-Doo comes up, I immediately associate it with cancer and green shit. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our show. Anyways, that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a little something for you at There's the end. There's always isn't a there? little something in there for you guys. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Um, you guys can always follow me and Ashley on our social media pa- um, platforms. Uh, you can find Ashley at, at Ashes Reads on Instagram and TikTok and Goodreads. Um, and you can find me at, at Many Weathered Pages on Instagram, TikTok, Goodreads. Um, please make sure to leave a review and rate the podcast. That definitely helps us out. Um, if you have any comments, questions, and concerns, feel free to DM us at our Instagram at chaotically bookish um, and send us an email. We have all our links in the description. Anyways, <laughs> have a wonderful week and uh, I hope your bowels are peaceful and not green. 
And I hope you have a great book to read. Anyways, see you guys next time. <laughs> see you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.